Welcome to Prime Suspects, a new weekly podcast bringing you an insider's look behind the counter of new sportsbook, Prime Sports. I'm your host, Matt Landis, and some of you may know me as the host of the Props and Hops podcast, where we focus on sports betting and craft beer. You may also know me from appearances over the years on platforms such as VEASAN and ESPN Radio. But enough about me. Let's get to the main attraction here. I'm joined by two titans of industry, Joe Brennan Jr. and Adam Bjorn. Joe is the executive chairman at Prime Sports, also a member of the Sports Betting Hall of Fame. And Adam is the chief operating officer at Planetech. He's worked in the gaming industry his entire adult life and brings unparalleled insight to the table when it comes to both sides of the counter. Joe and Adam, welcome to Prime Suspects. Thanks for having us, Matt. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Matt. For more on Joe's and Adam's backgrounds and the Prime Sports origin story, you can check out the first episode in this podcast feed, a crossover episode with the Betting Startups podcast. And we'll lay out a few logistics to set the table here on this inaugural episode, the show schedule. We're looking to do weekly episodes published Tuesday evenings whenever possible. The format, look out for about 20 minutes in length, trying to keep it nice and digestible with three segments across each episode. The first one being the latest from inside Prime Sports, then what we can refer to as the water cooler, some industry commentary, and then the look ahead, looking at timely topics across the sports betting marketplace. We also want to make sure that we're making this show as valuable as possible for you, the audience. So if you have any questions or segment ideas, feel free to let us know by messaging us on Twitter at Prime Sportsbook. All right, guys, with that, let's get to our first segment, the latest from inside Prime Sports. And Joe, I'll tee you up first with this one. Prime Sports is still in soft launch mode almost two months after launching September 13th in Ohio. Why is that? Well, as the great American general Omar Bradley once said, good generals think in tactics, great generals think in logistics. So uh, when moving out into the marketplace, we wanted to get out as soon as possible. But we still had some hooks, particularly for payments, that we needed to get into place. And that's come together a little slower than we had hoped. Uh, Fortunately for us at the top end, for the players that did find us early, you know, there's some smarties out there who like to bet high, you know, with ACH and Bankwire and and those those methods. They've done a good job and we've been able to take uh, action with that. But for the, you know, the smaller better, more recreational, better, who tend to use things like credit cards and debit cards and bits like that. That's been a little slower in getting uh, approved and integrated. So it's just, it's one of the growing pains. We had to make a decision. All right. Do we want to wait until we have all these things and then launch, or do we want to launch as soon as possible? And obviously we made the latter decision. We don't regret it. It is a bit of a pain in the ass. Every day we get so many questions like, when are you going to have this? When are you going to have this? What, when are you going to be out of soft launch? We're almost there, but uh, we just say exercise patience, guys. Plus, this is, a, this is a long game. I mean, this is a 5, 10, 15-year plan for us. So, again, it's first 6, 12 months won't matter at the end of the day. Yeah, and it reminds me a lot of the classic adage, learning by doing. This is probably a great opportunity just to get some of that real-time feedback and some legitimate experience along the way while working to getting out of soft launch. Adam, on your end, have there been any other growing pains expanding on what Joe talked about or anything that can inform your vision for Prime Sports once everything is out of soft launch mode? 
Well, again, in the Ohio uh, sporting catalogs, been interesting. There's things that we could have offered that they don't have available. But again, haven't spoken to them about it. They actually made some great decisions uh, that actually helps us potentially as well. Not having to offer some real low rung stuff, ITF tennis is a challenge and takes effort to look after. But, uh, you know, generally, again, it's just meat and potatoes, concentrating on giving the players a bet. Got a little bit creative in the first few weeks with a few things, uh, Browns and Bengals uh, futures. There'll be a lot more of that coming along as we get forward. You know, I've been on the road a bit, so I haven't really engaged a lot in the pushing the product into it the way that I'd suspected in the first, you know, again, few months. We'll have some fun with it, finishing out the year and then getting into 2024. Yeah, picking up on something that Adam said. If you look at the first month's numbers that we did in Ohio, obviously we only really did two weeks, but what really stands out, we're holding up the bottom of the list, by the way. I'll, I'll save everybody the suspense. Yes, we were in last place, but that is never going to, it will never be like that again. But what is interesting is like when you look across the line items and you see how much everybody is deducting for their promotion, bonus promotions, things like that. We are the only operator on there where those lines are blank. So ours is pure handle. We're not fueling it with fake Disney dollars like the other guys are handing out pads of or anything like that. Ours is pure betting. But having said that, one of the things that we do plan on offering is some more stuff like the, you know, the specials like Adams talked about, maybe uh, some opportunities for reduced juice, things that for, you know, the, the more seasoned better that they look for that, like, you know, they're the best way to give a guy money is to let him keep his own money. So some of the specials that allow them to bet for less will be, um, I think more meaningful in the marketplace than the, the fake monopoly money that others are handing out. All right. Well, Joe, you might have just set the stage for a smooth transition into our next segment then, because we will move from the latest Inside Prime Sports to a topic regarding a book very much not in soft launch mode these days as we hit the water cooler. There was a recent headline, DraftKings overtakes FanDuel as leader in American online gambling. And according to data from Eilers and Krychik Gaming, DraftKings secured a 31% share of online U.S. gross gambling revenue in the third quarter of the year edging just past FanDuel's 30% share. Now for context here, this includes both sports betting and online casino revenue. FanDuel still has a bigger share of sports betting at 39% compared to DraftKings 34%. But Joe, when it comes to this topic in particular, I think there was a comment by DraftKings that stood out to you in terms of money being the only measure. I'm wondering if you could expand a bit on that, why it stood out to you and how you view that through the lens of prime sports. I think it's because there's so much talk about the number of markets and the number of props and, and derivatives and things like that, that these guys are offering. It would be great if we could get an analysis of, okay, for all of these 30,000 props and markets that you're offering, how many of them are actually generating money? The, the ones that Adam is helping us offer through Prime Sports are the ones that we know that this is what betters want. This is where the vast majority of handle goes. So if, if you take that comment, and I don't think it was a DraftKings comment so much as I think it was Alan Bolden from the Eilers and Crycheck podcast that he did with Chris Krafsik about that. I just, it, it stood out to me because that's really where this market has to be. 
And that's really how you have to evaluate sports betting operations and gambling operations is who's making the money. And that's why we feel really confident with the menu that we're offering instead of getting out there and immediately like, oh, we got to have SGP and, you know, 30 different derivative markets on point spread and things like that. We know the main markets. Those are the ones that are going to make money. We're going to be really happy with those results. And the rest of it is all fluff and bullshit. Adam, how do you see that connecting to your vision for Prime Sports? Earlier on, you mentioned this being a 5, 10, 15 year race. So maybe not being too prisoner of the moment, but also keeping in mind the big picture of what is going on in the industry right now. And I think this headline's bigger than what people give it credit for. You know, I had conversations with people a few months ago on the DraftKings side, sort of saying that they were looking at the competition incorrectly. When they were going through the fantasy fan duel versus DraftKings kind of thing, you know, it was an even keel thing. Fan duel isn't fan duel of what it was. Fan duel is a global entity that is, you know, probably one of the top one or two global gaming companies in the world for DraftKings to surpass them is a significant effort on their part. Because again, you know, they don't have that parent company like Flutter that again has global resources that they're pumping into the US. So again, I, I think it's a bigger headline than what it's given credit for. I think it's more credit to DraftKings for what they're doing as well. Competing again against not the fan jewel of 2015, 2016, or whenever it was, it's them against a proper global entity. Yeah. One thing I'd probably add to that though is, and I posted this on Chris Krasik's LinkedIn, is how much of this growth is organic on DraftKings side and how much of it is the result of acquisitions, like especially because this is a blended number with sports and online casino, the uh, golden nugget online acquisition by DraftKings. That's pretty substantial. They were by far the leader in New Jersey for so many years. So, you know, growth by acquisition is every bit as legit as growth is uh, organic. But I do wonder, based on like what Adam said, you know, FanDuel is really, it's Flutter and it's a global company and they're a bit more, I would say at this point, organic growth in the U.S., whereas DraftKings is, they're starting to pull together some pieces. That's not to say, wow, it's not, it's impressive or it's not impressive. It is impressive that they're pushing their, uh, their bow out ahead of uh, FanDuel at this point, but I'll, we'll see if it's uh, sustainable. All right. Well, whether or not money is the only measure of opportunity, it certainly represents a significant measure of opportunity. And along those lines, guys, getting into our look ahead segment, I'll start off by noting that last Monday, October 30th, was a rare sports equinox, which is a term for NFL, NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball games taking place on the same day. It was the 30th time that's ever happened. And looking ahead in the spirit of this segment, the near-term future also remains a sweet spot on the sports calendar with the NFL in midseason form, the NBA and NHL underway. And in the college ranks, college football's regular season is approaching the home stretch. College basketball just having tipped off. Adam, we'll start with you on this one. How would you describe some of the top opportunities as well as challenges with so much action going on across major U.S. pro and college sports? Well, the challenge is college basketball for starters. I mean, I think there was 100 plus games yesterday. You know, that's a beast in its own trying to deal with that. Um, these lower tier sport teams, uh, you know, college football's deep enough, but college basketball just goes a, a whole nother level. I mean, so many schools can pull together six or seven guys to throw a basketball around. 
So getting that information and then obviously this is one spot where the betters are better than the bookies. You know, the, the really good ones, they're getting that information, they're getting the school lineups. So that's the challenge going forward. But obviously the NFL is in the mid-season, you know, that's your annual gravy. Goal is to make as much out of NFL as you can. College football will start to sort of come to those conference championships and that towards the end of the month and then, you know, work the way into the bowls uh, in December. NBA just kicking off again. You know, it's become such a lackluster sport in the regular season these days. So you've really got to be on top of your toes early on because who's really putting in the effort right now? Uh, I imagine, you know, some of the weaker teams will really be trying early to build up the spirit of the team. And, you know, the big teams, they don't, you know, if they drop a game here and there, so be it. They're ultimately trying to stay healthy. And then obviously hockey, which, you know, is your, your lesser of your sports, uh, lesser interest, et cetera, but still picks up relative decent action. I think, again, your, your top-end players on the hockey are probably a little sharper than the books as well. So, you know, you have your work cut out for you there. Early season's always hard again. The really good people have put in their preseason work. They know where the health of all the players are, how the teams will come out. Numbers are generally coming from last season's rankings, power rankings, all those kind of things. So it usually takes the books a little uh, more time to, to get aligned with where they need to be, especially on totals and things like that, you know, rule changes, different things like that that can happen in the off season definitely makes it challenging. You know, I've always said it's much easier to be a better than a bookie. You don't have to bet every game, but as a bookie, you've got to open a number on every single thing. And then you're a bit more granular. You go on props and team markets, et cetera. You're just opening yourself up. So for betters, it's an early Christmas. They should have more than enough to play into. And, you know, for the bookies, there's, there's a lot of work. Yeah, I got to tell you, Matt, like, I, I've had an opportunity to reach out and talk to some of the players who've come on board some of the guys who are playing a little large with us. And it's funny, the number of them who are like, you guys are going to have Patriot League basketball, right? Or you're going to, you're going to be taking Ivy League basketball action. Like, I'm afraid of that guy. Like, <laughs> he's, he's not saying ACC, Big Ten, anything like that. He's, he's being very, very specific about mid-major college action. Like, okay, if, I knew a guy way back when who his entire business was betting on Patriot League football and basketball. <laughs> he did quite well for himself, but definitely, as Adam said, it's it's a lot easier to get an edge uh, when you're specializing in those really small, hard-to-get information markets. And expanding on that topic just a bit here, when it comes to bettors who can be very specific in what they're looking for, and you might know based on their first question or two how likely they are to win money against your book, a lot of books might see that as a red flag and say that's somebody that they want nothing to do with, or maybe they'll give them 26 cent limits on their bets. How would you describe the prime sports approach to customers like that and being aware of the opportunity that the better has, but also aware of potential opportunities that could give you on your side of the counter? Well, again, what's to become really good friends with them and make sure you're getting their action early, give them a decent bet, use the information, do what you need with it and just bookmake. I mean, it's. It's really very easy. You put up a number, you take the first bet, you decide what to do with the number, you take a second bet, you just make another decision, and you just do that all day long. And then over the course of the season, the goal is that, you know, you end up on the, the right side and the juice works in your favor and all those good things. But it's work. I mean, again, if you 
bringing the model that we're bringing, which is all welcoming doors open there for everybody. No, it's not a sharp book. It's not a, this book. It's not a, that it's just, again, everyone's welcome to have a bet. Everyone's getting the house bottom limits and that's it. Uh, you know, it's the only way I know how to do it. It's how it's always been done from wherever I've worked at and I've sort of had the advantage or worked for the right places to let me do what I do, which has made it a lot more enjoyable than, you know, what it could be working at some of the other places, uh, and building out some of these other brands. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's just, it's information. Everything's information, a bet's information. And again, it just, it builds relationships and you work out who's really good on that Patriot league. And you know, when they come in and bet, you give them the fair bet, it does what it does. Now, again, a lot of them will work out that, you know, go and bet it everywhere else and then bring it to you last because people are watching your number and see what it does. Or on the flip side, we can say, all right, you know, place a bet. We want all the number, go do what you need to do. But as soon as we start seeing the steam coming, we'll move where we need to move. But again, it's a relationship game. It's an information game and everybody's welcome. Yeah, Matt. I mean, the other thing is it's the onus is on us to get people to kind of, when they come and they join prime sports is to expand their, how they think about their betting. Like when you hear guys, sometimes it's disappointing. I heard this so much at bet bash. You talk to a guy, it's like, oh yeah, I'm a sharp, you know, I'm a professional sharp better. Like, okay, well, what do you bet on? Like, oh, the NFL. Like, okay, well, what else do you bet on? And then, and and there wouldn't be a lot, you know, like, well, why aren't you betting on college basketball? Why aren't you betting on you know, these other sports, even we've started to say, it's like, well, why aren't you betting on cricket? If you're a baseball better, why aren't you betting on the, so, you know, the fact that we offer these markets, that we offer decent limits on these markets and that we're not shutting down just because a guy comes in and maybe he's a little sharp and he strings together some wins, we're not shutting them down or, or eliminating them or anything like that, you know, really squeezing his limits down. You know, it should be an invitation to betters out there who want to take this game a little more seriously. That's the kind of sports book we are. We're not offering happy meals or progress. What was the one I saw today? DraftKings progressive parlays. We're turning parlays into slot machines now. So yeah, this is like pretty serious betting. And when you, you have a guy like Adam on the other side of this, he's going to create a lot of opportunities for people like that. But yeah, you definitely have to do your homework when you come and take a shot at some of those leagues, some of the smaller leagues. All right, so maybe no Disney dollars or Happy Meals, but fair bets, transparent limits, all are welcome, and the doors are now open at Prime Sports. I think that's a fitting note, guys, to wrap things up for this initial episode. A few quick housekeeping items. You can register for Prime Sports at www.primesports.com or download the Prime Sports app. We'd also encourage you to follow Prime Sports on Twitter at Prime Sportsbook, and please feel free to message us there with any questions or segment ideas. You can also follow Joe on Twitter at Joe Brennan Jr. That's Joe, B-R-E-N-N-A-N-J-R. And also follow Adam on Twitter at Adam Bjorn 2. That's Adam, B-J-O-R-N 2. You can find links to all of the above in the show notes. And in closing, everybody, thank you for listening to this episode. And we'll catch you next week right back here on Prime Suspects. You must be 21 or over to play on Prime Sports. Always bet responsibly and within your limits. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Mm-hmm.